Hello and welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Sefton Eisenhart and with me today is our company president, Luke Acri, and the VP of Marketing here at Reminder Media, Joshua Stike. Now today we're going to be talking about the darling form of content among marketers and that is video. Now there have been plenty of stats that say X amount of internet traffic is going to be video by this date. But one stat that I thought was very, very telling was that globally, IP video traffic will be 82% of all consumer internet traffic by 2021, and that comes at us from Cisco. So that's not any kind of uh, vague stat from a vague company. They're pretty significant. And anyone who markets knows that video is the way to make great content, and you can do it quickly. Our phones, our cameras, basic editing is relatively simple, and posting is now a breeze. So let's get into some of the ways realtors and other service-based sales professionals can leverage video and leverage the medium. Yeah, so it's uh, no joke. Obviously, every time you turn on the TV or turn on YouTube or turn on, you know, or pull up an article, I feel like I'm reading about how I should be doing more videos and how I should be leveraging that in my marketing. And so today, I think it'd be cool if maybe we just talk about you know, our journey into video. We've been doing video now for about a year and a half, it looks like. And I, I mean, I think we're even filming this on video, this uh, podcast. So check it out at staypaypodcast.com. But um, kind of share with you guys what we've learned so far. We're by no means experts in video, but you know, we can share with you kind of how we got started in it, what we've learned over this past year and a half, and how you can apply that to your business. Video marketing is really just simply using video to promote your brand, using video to promote your service, using video to promote your products. And I think the hardest part of video, or at least it was for me, is that you know, just getting started in video because video seems to be one of those things that's super overwhelming because a lot of times it's a lot like public speaking where you get nervous before you jump on uh, stage. And with video, you get nervous, so it tends to hold you back from doing it. And so my tip that I would give to you guys right away is that just bite the bullet and get in. I watched some of the first videos that I did, and you guys can see them on like YouTube. If you look a lot up, younger. Yeah, I look a lot younger. And, a lot <laughs> and, and then also, it's just like it, how terrible it was. Like, it's like looking at yourself and going, man, how was I that just stiff? It's like looking at your school and I didn't picture have from middle school. I didn't have you know, energy. And that's a great point that we should make throughout this is that video, like public speaking or like performing on stage, you almost, if you've ever been in acting or you've ever performed, they teach you that you need to do two times three times the effort when you're speaking or when you're performing because it will come across to the audience as like normal. And that's the same with video that I've found. It's like you almost have to be over the top, even extra when you're getting on video because when it comes across on the video for some reason, it comes across as, as normal and mm -hmm. it comes across and you keep people excited. But let's talk about kind of our journey into video. So we're a sales and marketing company. And so you guys know, obviously, we're you know trying to get and help realtors, insurance professionals, financial advisors with their marketing. Our dive and how we got into video was we actually got in, into video by creating a product. So that was our first phase into video. We actually didn't get in by selling our products and services. We actually created a brand new product because you guys know our flagship products, American Lifestyle Magazine. We actually then decided to take our product and make that come to life by creating something called American Lifestyle TV. And so I don't know, Josh, if you want to speak a little bit about what we learned and what we went through on the journey of we got a host, we, we kind of, you know, tried some things, changed it up a lot. If you look at ALTV's first episodes to now, that's changed. But that really transitioned us, got us into video. And then I'll talk to you guys a little bit about what we did next to get us into video. Tell us a little bit about ALTV, though, Josh, and how we got into that. 
Yeah, about 2014, um, we were thinking about video for a long time, and um, we just had an opportunity to work with a uh, producer and a, a current real estate agent, actually a former um, television celebrity. Soap opera. Soap opera star, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was it was awesome timing in terms of uh, they kind of contacted me about another idea, being able to do like home tours and different kinds of videos around the country. And um, I kind of probed a little bit deeper, and, and we started playing out this idea of could we go and do video features on the articles that we're featuring in the magazine as a way to give our customers one more thing to kind of share with their client base. We were getting a lot of, a lot of requests for um, digital content. We sent out surveys kind of looking at what yep. people wanted to get next. Did they want postcards? Did they want calendars? Did they want video? And video got a lot of really positive responses, obviously, looking at the trend of where video was going at the time. It's, you know, it's gotten there now right? where it is so ubiquitous on things like Facebook and YouTube. Everyone has those apps, checking them daily. Um, so we went ahead and just started working with them um, and began putting together some editorial-style videos, some really long ones. Note some to everybody watching, or watching, this, watching this and listening to this, go to YouTube and watch some of the watch first the ALT first videos. One, yeah. Because they, it will give you the inspiration to go, man, if these guys could have done that in the well, beginning. It's, it's, you have <laughs> to start, this. right? You have Correct. to start somewhere. And so it wasn't perfect. It wasn't, um, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but we knew we had to start somewhere. And um, I think with what, what we were able to accomplish, people loved it. I mean, people responded really, really, really well. Correct. And I think what's interesting is, and why I wanted to mention this, because we talked a bit, little bit before we came on the podcast, that our first intro into video was actually product creation, mm -hmm. which a lot of times, maybe you don't have a product you can sell, but I think for like the realtors listening to this, is that this is a great way for you to get in. Think of your product as your listing. Mm -hmm. And so you can dive into video if you're not doing listing videos right now, even just if it's on your phone. And we'll talk about our transition into live, like Facebook Live and stuff like that, because that's been kind of the last thing we've done. But well, if, if you have an that. iPhone, you can open up iMovie, you can say start new project, you can click add clip, and there you just go. start touring a house. You can stop the clip and go into another room. It'll do all the transitions, it'll do all the editing for you. You throw in some background music. You have a video now that you can upload to YouTube or Facebook or any other site. Correct. And so, I mean, that's the main point is that one of the easiest ways to get into video is doing your product, like literally doing a video on your product or creating a product that you can do a video on. And if you don't really sell like a tangible product, maybe it's a service, like you're an insurance agent or something like mm -hmm. that, you can do a video walking people through that service and what you what you're offering and what the features and benefits are and you know how much it costs you can walk them through it and we transitioned we went from product video so we we created this new product <coughs> called ALTV and then we went into testimonial videos and I read a stat and I forget what it is but it was that you know testimonial videos are converting the highest for people through video marketing is using uh, user stories or yeah. testimonials. And that's where we went into. And Sefton, I know you've been a little bit of a part of the testimonial videos that we've done here. You know, what are some tips we can give to our listeners of what we've learned in doing, you know, testimonial videos and how do you interview somebody? How do you get a testimonial? Is there stuff we can share with them of what we've learned? Because now we have, I mean, dozens of testimonial yes. videos on our yeah. site. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I would advise anybody who's going to record a testimonial video to do is to literally write out a dialogue between yourself and the person you're doing the testimonial with, as in you want to know exactly what you want them to say before you ask the questions, because people, when they get on camera, they change, and we've seen it time and time again here, 
somebody who's especially outgoing, especially gregarious, you throw them in front of a camera and suddenly they kind of clam up. They freeze up. up. <laughs> they freeze. And it's natural. It's like public speaking. You can have somebody who's super great at a cocktail party, but you put them on stage and suddenly they don't know what to say. Right. And uh, you want to know the exact answers that you want to try to uh, get out of the person you're interviewing. So my thing is to just sit down, write out the questions, and write out the answers so that when you're speaking to them, because you'll be able to edit, you can ask them the question again and again. You can reiterate it. You can reword it. And you always want to try to get the most tangible information about their experience. So when Do we, we send them people, the questions beforehand so we they do. can look at it? Yeah. Okay. And we even, in some cases, have them answer the questions back. So we'll send them the questions. They'll send us their answers. And then we'll have a workshop with them where we'll actually talk about it. And then we go on to actually film them. So that ensures, because we invest a relatively large amount of money in, in terms of travel and all that stuff. Right. If you're just doing it on your phone, obviously it can be a little bit more casual. But at the same time, I think anytime you go into an interview... You always want to have a good idea of the answers you want to get before you ask them. And uh, just a point I'll make, I'm working with a realtor right now, and you guys know I'm Brian Quigley, but um, we're setting up at a Wegmans. He's renting a, which is a grocery store in our area. He's renting a room there, and he's inviting three or four of his people, giving them lunch um, at this place, and he's going to then, we're going to film testimonial videos. So just, you know, obviously setting it up to get them all done at one time. Cost-effective, baby. Yeah, knock them out if you can. So any other tips? So obviously, you know, set out your dialogue beforehand. Send it to the people actually beforehand. Would you guys uh, say that interview style is better for testimonial videos versus, you know, actually getting them to just get on and give their 30-second spiel? I don't think that there's a better. I mean, it's kind of what's your style? What's the style of the people that you're interviewing? If you are interviewing someone, make sure you're asking them the questions off camera. Have them kind of look at you, not at the camera lens. If you're doing kind of the selfie style and you want to do webcams, you know, give them just some general guidelines of how you want that to kind of be shot and how long you want it to be, maybe what you want them to touch on if you've spoken to them about their experience. Make sure that um, you're giving them the bullet points that are true but also are important to your business, what those value adds are. And also ask them to reiterate the question, which is a strange tip, but it's like if Mm -hmm. I ask you, what's your favorite cookie? And you say Oreo. All we're going to get is Oreo, but you have to say my favorite cookie is Oreo. I know that's a strange example, but oftentimes people get these hanging answers and you go to edit it and you can't do anything with it unless you want to flash a super up at the bottom of the screen. But it always is better to get them to reiterate the question and say a full sentence. No, I love it. Then that's a great tip because I think, you know, this goes back to the first point we made. What keeps people from doing things like this is because they feel they don't know how and they feel they, or they don't feel know how it to has go, to be perfect. Right. They right? feel they don't know how to go about it. It has yeah. to be perfect. So then from our transition, we did testimony. Done is better videos. than perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no paralysis through analysis. Yeah, paralysis through analysis tagline that. Hashtag that, man. Uh, but you know, we did testimonial videos. So we started, we created a product, ALTV. Then we got into testimonial videos because that was, you know, well, it was a way to subsidize thing. the cost of ALTV, right? We weren't making any money off it. Oh, that's so a great I have point. To go, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go to the owners of the company and say, hey, you know, these are really great, but how are we going to start making money off yes. it? Yes. Let's do some testimonial videos while we're out there. Now we're at the point where we've got our digital edition. All of our video is coming through on that. We've got video on social media. It's really, it's gone from where we were hiring an outside um, team to work with us to where now we have a team of uh, four incredible video producers and editors and film right. um, film crew that that really can do all of it. Um, and and we're producing videos, multiple videos daily now in our own studio here in house. So think about that as we started with our product and then testimonials. We have not been on camera yet. 
We still have not gotten nope. brave enough in a way. I mean, maybe brave's not the right word, but we haven't gotten brave enough to get on camera even ourselves. And the thing about this, guys, we're a multi-million dollar company and we're suffering from the same paralysis by analysis that you're probably suffering from. And finally, we started making the leap into getting on camera and we did it in an easier way, which I've kind of already mentioned for like insurance agents, financial advisors, but it's really kind of the how-to and the training, the educational videos of your products because that's what you know best. So for us, we could do how-tos or training videos on our American Lifestyle magazine, on our digital edition, on our social shares. And so we could teach people and that got us comfortable kind of getting Mm -hmm. on film. And, um, you know, first, I guess I should even take a step back because we did internal training videos even before we did external training videos we did internal training videos for our sales team and one of the things that I learned from doing these training videos is that people I don't like and I don't think the industry really likes out there and people like long long videos anymore they don't want to watch to get to the point a 10 minute 15 minute video. Now, we're going to talk maybe a little bit about how YouTube favors longer videos. So you have to keep that in mind from when you're doing videos. But so we learned like with our sales training videos, that we originally came out and did these long videos. And we got the feedback from our salespeople that they weren't watching them, they didn't enjoy them just because they were too long. And so we have really tried to take our videos and really make them short and sweet. And I did have a stat here that I saw that basically, you know, people, majority of people only watch the first 10 seconds of your video. And so the first 10 seconds has to intrigue them enough to catch them, to get them to listen. And so like with our Above the Noise, which led us from our product-based videos to actually doing thought leadership and coaching videos, we literally now do our intro. We kind of come out of the box. If you remember from the beginning, if you watched some of the original episodes, I was just introducing myself really energetically. But now we've come to really where we're trying to state the question that people have and saying, hey, we're going to give you the answer on this question, whether it's landing pages, whether it's phone well, calls. Yeah. <clears throat> Go back and watch your own stuff. So what we started doing was we started just opening up every video. Actually, like on the web page, we were testing them and just going through it. Every single one was... Hey, I'm Luke Aker. Yep. Welcome to Above it. And every single one started the same way. So, you know, if we there's were not wasting that hook, time. yeah, you're you're losing people's interest right there. Um, they're not. They're coming for everyone's coming for with them, right? What's in it for me? Mm-hmm. What am I going to get for this? Am I going to get entertainment? Am I going to get information that I can use for my business? Am I going to get uh, a value or service that you're providing me? Uh, so make sure that you're leading with that. Don't bury the lead, as they would say in journalism when writing for the newspaper. Put that thing right up front. Make that opening statement your headline. Yep, it's the it's what we talked about with the landing pages, right? In the in your website, is you got to have that you know kind of tagline or not or headline, I guess I should say something that uh-huh. brings them in. It's the same for your sales pitch. You got to have that bold claim, that power statement. And with your video, it's no different, except you got to speak to the, the intriguing piece that they're going to learn, something that's going to intrigue them and bring them into the conversation. Let's, I guess, um, you know, talk a little bit about what we've learned with our YouTube videos, because this is where we're spending a ton of time is uh, really creating these, we're calling it Above the Noise. It's our coaching series. So we, we do product toolkit versions where we teach you on our product, but then we do more industry style ones where you're learning about marketing, you're learning about sales. And we've really struggled with the Above the Noise. We've gone through so many revisions and I know Sefton just cringes when I go through every, every vision of Above the Noise because one of the things I'm passionate about is I want to give really high-quality content, something that right. actually is applicable to people. And I think one of the things that we have found is that, you know, what really matters is our 
I guess, our titles, as you would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we use with our titles, we've gone through trying to be super specific, trying to be clickbait. Um, Can you guys speak a little bit about what we've learned or some tips that we could give to people on our YouTube when it comes to the titles, the SEO, how long they should be, what we're seeing in our own videos? Well, one thing that we always need to be conscious of when we're naming a video is we do have to operate in the attention economy. So we have to absolutely do something that's going to engage. But at the same time, it's a fine line between writing a nice scintillating title and lying to the person. And I'm sure everybody has done this or they've clicked on a video where it says they make some outrageous claim. You won't believe number five. Yeah, you won't believe number five. (laughs) I believe it. This housewife (laughs) makes a million dollars sitting at home. And it's like... If you if you get their attention, if somebody does click on that and you lie to them or you deceive them or you got their attention uh, by fibbing or making some outrageous claim, you lose them forever. They'll yeah, never you lose trust the trust. You. You've yep. lost the trust of the person. So it's about making a bold statement but also leading with the value that's contained in the video itself. And make sure you're des- – I mean you want to design your YouTube videos and titles the same way you would design any piece of visual, visual communication, right? You want to look at – use your thumbnail. Don't just grab a random screenshot from your video unless you have a super awesome like random screenshot that pops up when you upload your <laughs> YouTube video. Sometimes that happens. Use – create a custom thumbnail that gives the viewer or the browser I should say more information as there you all use use YouTube you're always looking the thumbnail now is bigger than ever it's something that YouTube utilizes to get additional uh, interest in their videos so make sure that you're putting either additional information in that thumbnail that's different from your title and then whenever you're actually uploading your videos and setting everything use tags use as many tags as they'll let you to use because that's going to help you show up when people are searching for other content it's going to help with your SEO, and it's going to help people find you better rather than you having to do all the heavy lifting by driving the traffic to your page. No, I think that's a great point. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've learned the most when watching, because once you start doing coaching videos, training videos, all these things, you start watching tons of people and see what they do and and what engages you. And, you know, your tagline and or your headline, really, I guess, in the title that you're using you know, when it gets to your video, I think one of the key points that I've seen that people want is they just want authenticity. Yes. They yeah. want you to be authentic and real in who you are and what you're saying. And it's amazing how you can tell when someone is not authentic, is not real. And it's such a difficult thing because when you get in front of that camera, you freeze up like we talked about, and you're just trying to get through it. And so you lose that authenticity. And so people have asked me the question before, hey, do you do those in one take? Are you able to get it out? And the truth is no, usually not. (laughs) I have my good days where I get it in one take and then I walk out of there like a boss, like drop the mic. Yeah, Yeah, just did that. It's gold. But but most of the time, we're shooting it. Even when we got, like yesterday, we shot one, right? And, I think it took and we about thought, five or six yeah, times. Yeah, we, we shot it and said, that would work, but I just didn't feel the greatest about it. Like, it just didn't feel the greatest. So we did it again and again and again. And that's the great thing about video is that, hey, you don't have to settle. Yeah. You can. And Ty Lopez makes a great point is that when you put a video out, you can delete it. Yeah. And yes, of course, it lives on the you know. Web if you're too forever. famous, someone will save it. Yeah, though. someone will find it. If but, you get to that point. But the truth is you can be testing and putting things out, but it, the key is authenticity and so your your headlines and stuff when they go to your video you gotta match that up that authenticity and another thing for your youtube channel like since we're talking about youtube is make sure to put an intro video up there so when people hit your youtube Mm, channel page that includes all of your uh uh playlist and videos 
make sure that that intro video auto plays and tells people exactly what they're going to get by subscribing to your channel. Ultimately, that is the promised land for YouTube is getting subscribers because then you'll uh, be able to push notifications. Yeah, you get to the people. notifications. Yeah. Um, interesting is that we started out, this is a good point to make, we started out not putting at the end of our videos, hey, be sure to subscribe, you know, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. So that's something that you want to make sure you put in all your videos. Give them that call to action, what you want them to do. Encourage them to engage. The point of social media, whether it be YouTube, showing your videos on Facebook, is you want to have engagement. You want to have likes. You want to have comments. And you want to engage back and forth. And you can also so have a subscribe button to. that pops up into the video at the end that'll allow them to, with one or two clicks, to subscribe right there. Yeah. So what's interesting, this kind of leads to our final point of video where we're at today, which is, you know, I talk about the authenticity, but our most popular videos... Um, besides our product video, because we're driving millions, you know, of people there through emails and stuff like that. But it, for us, has been our live mm -hmm. videos, and so which we, is funny. The iteration we went from hiring a professional professional actress to host <laughs> yeah. the show to doing testimonials. It's like we've worked backwards to a point where we're literally just using that front facing camera to just film ourselves. Yeah, how do we, do yeah, how do we get more raw? But think, but think about that. Think about that for you as you guys are listening to this. Our most popular videos are not our produced videos. No, are not our thousand. How, how expensive are our cameras? Thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. I yeah, mean, you don't need. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe more than that. I don't want to mention it, but the point being is that you don't even need the. You do if you're trying to produce really high quality stuff. Yeah, when we're when we're when we're featuring engagement. other brands and we're doing editorial style videos, I mean, we're getting eighty thousand, hundred thousand right. views on those. That's where we've got our thousand dollar cameras and equipment right. and everything else that we're traveling with. Um, but yeah, you're right. Then you're going live, and so then the question becomes: even even in our live videos, like we've tried to do a lot of behind the scenes because. We think, you know, what we've learned and what we've seen is people want to know that we're people, yep. right? The people that we work with, and the same with you, same with a, a business professional, even more so because you you are kind of the product. Um, but as you are uh, doing more of those videos, like we've we've noticed that the more movement we can get, if we can take people to other areas of our office, if we can do something fun that interacts with more people because you're trying to keep them locked into the video, you're trying to keep them engaged. If you're going live, you want to stay on as long as possible, number one, right. because Facebook likes that, because Facebook wants people to stay on their platform. But number two, it gives people opportunity to come in and check things out. So, Well, you made an interesting point the other day with our live videos, that we're finding our live videos that just are us sitting there or keeping still yeah. actually get less viewership and less engagement it's than the ones we're moving around. almost a 200% increase. If you look at videos it, where we're not moving versus videos where we're moving, so think about that in your own business. Realtor, move through the house with move the listing, the right? Talk, and you want movement. I guess it just keeps people engaged. I mean, it's kind of logical. It's a dumb moment, of course. If you're if there's constant movement, people are, their eyes are going to be going everywhere, and they're going to keep intrigued and engaged. But that's just an interesting point. And then also, our most popular live videos are not just one person. Our most popular live videos usually result in, you know, we're talking and we're moving around and doing with a lot of people. And then we do some type of engagement, like our, what was it, Halloween, when people yeah, dressed up? Yeah, for Halloween, our creative we, team dressed that one up blew in pun, up. pun costumes. Yes. So people were actually kind of guessing along with if they could guess the pun. So anything yep. you can do interactive that is fun for people, you know, you see a pun, you guess it right, you get that little dopamine rush. It's it's just thinking of those kind of things that you can do for your clients as well. Yeah, so, I mean, if you can think of any type of competition that you could get them doing when it comes to your business, um, anything that would drive engagement, drive comments, the first person to... I see on YouTube all the, all the time because I follow, whether it's musicians, workout people and stuff, they'll have like a, a secret word. And, and they put at the end of their video 
put this secret word in the comments, and it's basically a way for them to get engagement, and yeah. then they reward it and stuff like that. So anything you can do there. So that basically ends our journey. Right now, I mean, that's what we've done. We've done a product-based video. We've done testimonial videos. Now we're doing training videos, and then finally we're doing live videos, and we're trying to be consistent because I think in marketing, you know, consistency is key, and I think what happens to people is if you go live one time, it's going to be awkward. You're not going to be good at it. Your people that oh, yeah. on, on social media are not We've, used to seeing you. We have forced you. ourselves to do it weekly. Correct. We cannot do it less than weekly. And then this week, I think we're going live twice. Correct. So we're trying to more and more, but we have we have made it a commitment that we would not go less than a and week. And what will happen is your audience will start becoming accustomed to seeing that. And they'll start and they'll start believing it even more. It's, it's terrible as that sounds, but I mean, if you do something over and over again and you show consistency, they you start building that trust because you start just becoming a a staple in their mind when it comes to X or whatever you're actually presenting to them. Yeah, I don't know the exact stat, and, and I know we're wrapping up, but I, I know that there is a stat that people that post daily on YouTube, their viewership, their subscriber base is significantly higher than those that are posting less consistently. So it's the same thing with any sort of media delivery. Make sure it's consistent. Make sure your people know what the schedule is. Yeah, and, um, you know, at the end of the day with marketing, it is all about that consistency, and it's all about just taking action in your business. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We hope this left you inspired and empowered to turn on that front-facing camera and start posting your lovely faces across the web in an effort to drive some more business. If you like this little podcast we call our own, please give us a five-star review and a positive comment. It helps us to continue producing amazing content. My name is Sefton Eisenhart. Thanks, as always, to Josh Stike. Hey, guys. My name's Luke Acre, and I'm going to close with this. Take action by doing a Facebook Live this week. Do a Facebook Live. If you've never done one, go live, in whether it's explaining your product at one of your open houses if you're a realtor, but go live this week. Take action because what separates a top producer from a mediocre producer is top producers take action. 